There I was, 18 years young, fresh out of the nest, and plunged headfirst into the chilling waters of out-of-state college life. I had tasted my first semester of freedom, and I was high on the promise of May's embrace. My path was taking me home, pulled by the allure of my brother's wedding, back to family, back to familiar territory. I was an hour's journey from the haven of my dorm, with the vast road ahead stretching three more hours in front of me. Traffic flowed like a river, a thrumming stream of steel and rubber that vibrated along the veins of Interstate Y-40 in Tennessee. It was a bustling day, an unusual pulse of activity for this solitary stretch of tarmac. Life was as it should be until a specter emerged in my rearview mirror. It was a truck, hanging back a safe distance, keeping a pace with me like a stalking predator. Despite the glaring Tennessee sun riding high in the sky, the Phantom's headlights pierced through the brightness, their sinister glow reflected in my passenger side mirror, pulling my attention. Then came the flashing, sudden and insistent, a strobe light slicing through the afternoon haze. Was this a warning, I wondered, shrugging off my initial fear? Did this spectral trucker wish for me to yield my lane? I tried, moving to the side, but he clung to my tail like a shadow, not allowing any other vehicles to drive a wedge between us. The incessant flash of his lights was soon accompanied by honks and waves. My gut churned at this unwanted attention, but I chose to interpret it innocently. A worm of worry wriggled in my mind. Perhaps something was wrong with my car. It wasn't a wholly baseless fear. A week prior, I had discovered a hole in my tire, now repaired but possibly failing. I was terrified of a potential flat tire while cruising at 60 miles per hour. Thankfully, an exit bloomed up ahead, leading to the refuge of a gas station, a bustling oasis. I made my move, steering towards the safety of this populated place. As I rolled into the lot and parked by a pump, I felt my heart hammering against my ribcage. The trucker, like a relentless specter, followed me off the interstate, parking his beast in a designated truck zone. He started to disembark, so I hastily examined my car for any signs of damage. Finding none, I decided to refuel my car, even though its belly was already full from pre-trip feeding. The trucker ambled over as I swiped my card to pay for my unneeded gas. I had already dialed nine, one on my phone, my thumb hovering over the final one, the uncertainty turning my insides cold. He approached my car, and seeing him up close, I realized he was older, in his late thirties or early forties. He wasn't particularly muscular, but at around 170 pounds, he could easily overpower my 18-year-old, 125-pound frame. His opening line sent a chill down my spine. Aren't you a purdy thing? My mind buzzed with images of various emergency escape plans, each more desperate than the last. I muttered a thank you, my voice a shaky whisper. He offered to pay for my gas, but I quickly declined. I had been raised to believe there was no such thing as free. Every favor demanded a return. He started firing off personal questions, prying into my life, a stranger seeking to unravel my secrets. An inner voice screamed, lie, lie like your life depends on it. So I spun a web of false answers around me like a protective cocoon, concealing my true identity and destination. After a tension-filled minute, my gas finished pumping. With a curt goodbye, I leapt into my car and sped away, leaving the specter of the trucker behind. I continued to watch him in my mirror, ensuring he wasn't tailing me anymore. Thankfully, he did not pursue, and he faded into the realm of memory, 
a phantom I hoped never to encounter again, but the seed of unease was sown deep within me. Whether the trucker's intentions were benign or malevolent remained a mystery, but his unwelcome attention marked my journey. I didn't report him to the authorities, a decision that filled me with regret later. His lingering shadow tainted my perception of all truck drivers. Some time passed and there I was again, driving alone, returning to college from a visit home. The two-hour journey was typically made bearable by music, my faithful companion on the road. This time, I was at the helm of my dad's old pickup truck, navigating the leftmost lane of a three-lane highway, lost in a world of melodies and rhythms. In the midst of my musical merriment, a semi-truck appeared, matching my speed in the rightmost lane. I quickly regained my composure, my cheeks burning with embarrassment. I tried to outrun his gaze, but he met my speed with an unyielding smile and wave. I returned his gesture, assuming it was merely a friendly acknowledgement between travelers. It proved to be a mistake. He slid into the middle lane, his persistent smile and waving unyielding. Though a little irritated, I returned his gestures for the sake of peace. After all, a semi-truck could easily crush my small pickup. My focus, however, remained on leaving his field of vision safely. My truck growled and grumbled under me as I pushed it to its limit, hitting a speed of 90 miles per hour in a desperate bid for escape. But the semi-truck on my right remained a persistent specter, matching my speed and smothering all hopes of escape. His maneuvers were those of a seasoned road warrior, effortlessly trapping me using other vehicles as barriers. He waved jovially, his index finger raised in a sign of number one, a bizarre juxtaposition to the creeping dread engulfing me. His relentless pursuit stretched over five miles, turning his initially charming demeanor into a threatening mask. Frantic, I dialed 911, relaying my predicament and offering a detailed description of both the truck and the driver. Despite their advice to pull onto the narrow left shoulder, I remained in my lane, fearing the unfamiliar maneuver more than the grinning specter next to me. A window of escape finally presented itself as he began passing a car in the middle lane. I seized the opportunity, slowing down, merging right, and leaving him trapped behind another vehicle. The operator directed me to the nearest service plaza, assuring me that the trucker would likely not follow. She hung up, leaving me alone to face the white cargo truck once more. As I approached the service plaza without signaling, the trucker braked hard and swung his behemoth into the lane behind me, a predator unwilling to lose his prey. Jolted by his audacity, I redialed 911. The layout of the service plaza offered a shred of hope, directing semi-trucks into a separate lane and parking area. As I narrated my ordeal to a new operator, I watched the semi glide around its path. The driver's gaze locked onto me. Fear twisted my stomach as I realized he knew where I was, where I was heading. Fleeing towards a gas station on the left, I hoped to lose him before the police arrived. But he was relentless, dismounting his truck and beginning a slow, steady march towards me. Despite my locked doors and sealed windows, I felt vulnerable, exposed. The operator reassured me that help was on the way, but I was trapped in a one-way entrance, pinned down like a mouse in a hawk's sight. The trucker, now a foot soldier, began circling my vehicle, examining it with a predator's attention. I could no longer bear the torment. As soon as he rounded the back of my truck, I gunned the engine, bolting from the gas station and leaving him in my dust. 
The operator offered assurances that the police would find and question the man, but my heart raced and the roads looked darker, a grim reminder that being a female driver could sometimes feel akin to being a lone deer in the forest. A year had passed, and I was ready to put the past behind. Every year, my fiancé and I embarked on a two-week vacation. We enjoyed a variety of adventures, alternating between luxury cruises and rustic road trips. This time, we had our sights set on Nevada and Northern California. We had a tradition on these trips, a pact to explore every roadside attraction and lodge at the quirkiest hotels and motels we could find. It was during one of these trips that we came across a rather unique destination, a clown museum in the heart of Tonopah, Northern Nevada. The clown museum in Tonopah, a place my fiance loathed due to her fear of clowns, was an irresistible destination for me. We decided to stay a night, leaving our energetic dog with a friend to enjoy a night of freedom on their expansive property. Arriving at the motel, we were greeted by a motley crew of truckers and bikers. My fiance, a police officer herself, stayed put in the vehicle while I went to secure our room. I was barely through the door when a strapping flannel-clad trucker approached my fiance. Emerging from the motel with keys in hand, I watched the confrontation unfold from afar. The trucker, her denim-clad form hunched at the driver's window, glared at me over a toothpick-stuffed mouth, questioning my ability to keep my fiancé satisfied. With a curt reply from my fiancé and a dismissive shrug from the trucker, the incident ended. Or so we thought. Later that night, we were startled by a series of knocks on our door. Each time, by the time we answered, the knocker had vanished. The next morning, our heart rates surged when a semi began tailing us on our route to pick up our dog. The familiar specter of being pursued returned, and as the truck closed in on our rear bumper, my fiancé dialed 911. Just as we swerved onto my friend's long driveway, three truckers emerged from the semi, the towering figure of our erstwhile antagonist among them. A standoff seemed imminent, but our friend, a survivalist enthusiast, appeared, brandishing his collection of firearms. A hasty retreat by the truckers followed, and we grabbed our dog, fleeing the scene as swiftly as we could. I've been a truck driver for about a decade, an occupation that has exposed me to a myriad of strange and uncanny occurrences. Though time presses me back on the road, I will share one of the most noteworthy experiences. This incident occurred early in my career, during a job to transport a collector's statue from North Carolina to Tennessee. As I crossed the state line into Tennessee, my truck abruptly died. Stranded on a dark highway, I attempted to call for assistance, only to find myself with no signal. As frustration set in, I noticed something peculiar. Time seemed to have stopped. Suddenly, an unnerving sensation of being watched washed over me. The source of this feeling, however, was not from the surrounding darkness, but from above. As a humming sound grew louder, I looked up to witness a sight that froze my blood. An enormous, silver-gray saucer hung in the night sky, a spotlight from its center blinding me. My vision blurred with white light and my knees buckled, sending me sprawling onto the ground. Regaining consciousness, a good Samaritan was propping my head with her jacket and an ambulance was on its way. Soon, I found myself in a hospital, being questioned about the incident. Unwilling to risk being labeled insane, I told them my truck had malfunctioned and I had fainted while inspecting it. I was soon discharged, and the next day, my truck was running smoothly again. Another driver completed my delivery, and we split the pay. A fair deal given the circumstances. Three years later, 
I had an eerie encounter at a roadside rest stop, infamous for being the underbelly of highway travel. Walking into one such place, I held my breath against the stench and took to a urinal, ready for a quick exit. When I finished and looked up in the mirror, I saw a dirty man standing by the urinal I had just used. He looked like a hitchhiker, but there was an unsettling air about him. I quickly washed my hands and turned around to find the restroom empty. How he disappeared without a sound baffled me. As I turned to leave, I saw him again, this time right in front of me. His face was battered, bloody, and covered in mud. Startled, I slipped and fell, only to find him vanished when I looked up again. The creaky door of the rest stop would have betrayed any attempt at a stealthy exit. To this day, I can't help but think I had encountered a spirit. Two more incidents I've kept to myself occurred later in my career. The first happened en route to Michigan. A man slumped over a guardrail on the road piqued my interest. As I approached, he seemed to pull himself over the rail in an unnaturally fluid movement and stood in my truck's path. Despite my frantic honking and screaming, he didn't move. I slammed my brakes, anticipating the collision, but it never came. He had simply vanished. After a thorough search of the area, I found no trace of him. His sudden disappearance remains a mystery to me. Just weeks ago, I had yet another bizarre experience, less frightening but equally unexplainable. It's common knowledge that most truck drivers have CB radios installed. CB radios, integral to our profession, allow us to share traffic updates and other road information amongst drivers. During one memorable night, I found myself engrossed in a conversation with a fellow driver roughly 10 miles ahead of me. He warned me about a rollover incident being cleared up, a heads up I gratefully acknowledged. Suddenly, his voice shifted from boredom to panic, explaining that he'd pulled into a rest stop and there was something strange prowling outside his truck. Exhausted after an eight-hour stretch, he'd intended to catch some sleep, but was now too frightened to even step out. He needed to keep an eye on this mysterious creature, he told me. I reassured him, promising to join him shortly and take turns watching for the creature. His description of the entity was chilling. It bore a close resemblance to a human but had a disproportionately small head and elongated body. Its skin was a tight, damp gray, creating an uncanny contrast to its skeletal form. He recounted watching it hunt and devour a rabbit, a scene so grotesque that it caused him to vomit. I pulled into the rest stop as quickly as I could, scanning the surrounding trees for the creature, but found nothing. Suddenly, two gunshots pierced the air. Turning, I spotted a man, presumably my radio friend, shooting at a figure retreating into the woods. Its four-legged yet awkward gait was reminiscent of his description. I stepped out of my truck, hailing him to avoid startling him. He relayed how he had mustered the courage to visit the restroom, only to find the creature hissing at him upon his return. Panicked, he had fired at it, with one shot possibly hitting its lung, as indicated by the trail of black, inky liquid leading into the woods. We spent the remainder of the night taking turns watching for the creature, but it never returned. We both struggled to make sense of the encounter, wondering what sort of creature could match his description and bleed black blood. Despite the bizarre and frightening circumstances, we kept in touch briefly, occasionally crossing paths on our respective routes. We would use these reunions to reminisce and speculate about that perplexing night. But now, I must hit the road again. I hope you enjoyed these tales as unbelievable as they may seem. Safe travels to you all.